I gotta say, okay, I gotta say everything I just said again. And I, I do I have to pretend like it's happening at the same time? Yeah, say it again, Chris. <laughs> okay, okay, acting chops. Here we go. Three, two, one, getting in the mood. Mm-hmm. OMG, you'll never believe the text I just got. Why William. was that when I... Well, you texted me the Zoom call meeting. And I of course, did. I joined that because I'm like, it's time to record. I get another text to join another Zoom call for a birthday surprise uh, Zoom call. Oh, okay? wow. That's so awkward. It is awkward. And if you know what, if they listen to this, they'll know that I skipped it for a podcast. And then they'll love you even more. And they'll more. love you for it, yeah. They'll That's say, thank you, Chris. The media boys podcast going. Chris, buddy. Yes. Buddy, we need more media. We need more content. You got to put out more for us to consume it. Uh, damn the birthday! You know, can't, yeah. Can you make a birthday podcast surprise? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's too many people so talking over each other. There's only so many episodes you can make. Yeah, exactly. Right? Nobody, no, well, nobody wants to hear a bunch of Italians trying to work Zoom and talk over each other. It's, it's uh, a bit too wild. I've already experienced it once for another uh, surprise oh, Zoom yeah. birthday. Oh, do uh. <laughs> <laughs> just keep uh keep using this one trick they got huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They keep <laughs> yeah we're it's the same <laughs> same family same my uncle came up with the idea the first time he's doing it again. <laughs> so just sit in front of the camera sit in front of the camera oh wow didn't we do that for his birthday i was the one who planned it <laughs> hey this is my fucking idea <laughs> and if you're if you're gonna try and zoom me on my birthday, you better rethink everything. <laughs> I'm doing the Decker face. I'm shocked. This is all happening so fast, mm-hmm. folks. They gotta bring up something, okay? I've already I texted the boys about it. They know. But last episode, okay, we talked about adaptation, Charlie Kaufman, and I said I said these words, and you can go back and listen. Yeah, yeah. I said. There should be a sequel to adaptation about a critic, okay? Uh, well, in the in the sequel, it's a critic talking about adaptation. But guess what? Charlie Kaufman literally yesterday came out with a book about a critic, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's like I read The Future by a few days, and I probably could have known about it beforehand because they probably announced it a long time ago, but I didn't yeah. because I live under a rock, okay? Fucking insider fucking least you got chris yeah you do you know Thomas. charlie personally you know charlie I, uh, well my chuck <laughs> can you get chuck on the can show you get chuck on so the k-man must have been reading my brainwaves mm-hmm. because i'm sending out brainwaves into the world uh and what if he's a media boy head oh what if he loves media boys and, and he's like <laughs> i gotta make that book <laughs> and he wrote it like in two days yeah he wrote it in just a he's, he's a good writer i mean it's his job you gotta write fast yeah True. Big shout out to Chuck K for being a fan of this podcast. Yep. Thank you. I send out I send out brainwaves into the world through podcasting, and the world uh, rewards me. Now here's my next thing. Uh, COVID two <laughs> is canceled. There's not going to be a COVID two because guess what? We're gonna you know in a week it's going to be all through. We're all going to be good. Okay. I'm sending that brainwave out in the world. Good vibes. Ends. Positive vibes only. It's the that's the media boy bump. Isn't it, yeah. isn't it named 19 because of the year 2019? That's so... yeah. You know what? That is last year. You're right. It's so oh, yeah. fucking... 
COVID is so last year. Mm-hmm. It's over. And it's pretty much over. It, it ended. It ended. It's in done. 2020. January January 1st, 2020. It's, We're done. The light waves kill it, so you don't have to worry about anything as long as you're outside. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's summer now. Real facts, for sure. Mm-hmm. But watch out for that 5G. That'll get you. Yeah. That'll, that'll is that dated? That might be a little dated for now. 5G? I don't know. People still believe that, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, there's still people out there. Brother, take an x-ray of your brain, okay? And you'll see the effects. It's not... Soon you'll be dated when 5G kills you. Oh, my (laughs) God. Finally, I can get a date. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yeah, Yeah, I think we're going to have to wait until maybe 6G for that one. Whoa. (laughs) You sucker. Remember when 3G used to be... You used to be able to do anything on 3G, yeah, and now, yeah. when you, now when your phone pops up 3G, it's like, ah, oh, shit, I guess my phone just doesn't work. Yeah, it, it's insane. Let's, uh, let's get into the media. Yeah. Right? Oh, boy, what we're here for. What is this podcast? So, this is Media Boys. I'm Chris Media, Mealy. Oh, you changed your middle name? Oh. I'm, yeah, I changed my middle name. It's Media, and I'm all in on Media. Oh, okay. nice, nice. I'm William Boyd Doyle. I'm Nathan Combs. No middle name. <laughs> well, actually, no, no. He he's boy. You can be uh, Nathan S. Combs. Ah, okay, Nathan S. Combs. You can take oh. the S from the boys. The S from the boys. Yeah. It all works out. And there's no the. There's no the in our name. So. Media boys. Mm-hmm. Don't call us the media boys. We're media boys. It's um, clean. Actually, I was thinking. I was thinking we should, uh, I heard some, I've been listening to a podcast and there's some real, uh, just commercials of other podcasts and we should do a commercial. And I think the commercial should be, um, uh, from For the me. episode when we were taking the name, when we were trying, when we were coming up with the name of the show. That'd be good. Yeah. Also, that doesn't really explain what we do. Maybe it does. Maybe. We'll I'd have, have to, to re- go back. Yeah, we'll have to go back. I've actually not listened to an episode, so. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't consumed this media? Yeah, I don't consume my own media. Sorry. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Big shout-outs to Ryan. He's been consuming this media. Ah, uh, yeah. He's a, he's a media boy. Yeah, he's a media boy. Mm-hmm. Come on the show. Actually, yeah, what, he what? wants to be on the show. We got to come up with a media boy fan name. Like, what are our fans? Meaties. No, they're meaties. We talked about this last time, right? The meaties? Meaties, yes. Ryan's a meaty. Yeah, meaties. You're our media of the week. Okay. Hell yeah. Listen to the show and say that you listen to the show, okay? And you could be our media of the week. That's all I'm saying. All it takes is to listen to the show. You can listen to a minute of the damn thing. I mean, you can listen to this portion of the podcast and then say you listen, and you can be our media of the week. Follow us on social media. We don't have a social media. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on SoundCloud. You know, I there is a SoundCloud. I believe it's on Spotify, iTunes right now. I didn't on Spotify. I, I actually i uh, I did that whole thing. I didn't check. I did not check to see if it's on Spotify. But hey, to some coworkers, we're doing this live, guys. Yeah, we're checking if we made it to Spotify. If we, I reckon. Oh, I I was talking to my mom earlier. I should have recommended it to her. Otherwise, though. Uh, I haven't really been out there to recommend people things. I don't see it. Media Boys podcast. Yeah, I don't I'm, see it, but it's giving uh, me a lot of different stuff. I guess we'll just have to figure yeah, that one out. I think that was pretty bad podcasting on our part. Yeah. I'll say this next episode. Yeah. Next episode, number one meaty is my mom. 
so oh, yeah. thanks, thanks, mom. Yeah. Uh, thanks. She doesn't. She doesn't know about this podcast, but thanks, Chris and mom. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being needy. Thanks, thanks. Preemptive. Thank you. Now, I got a question for you, boys. What besides our main attraction, the main three of the podcast, and that's what this show is about. We're talking about three different pieces of media: watch, play, listen, a video game, a movie, and a uh, album. But beyond those three. What have you two been uh, consuming recently? Gone through we're doing. Yeah, yes. Like we've been consuming like oh, in the past week. I've been I've been consuming uh, the Crash Insane trilogy. I just uh, got every achievement on it. Nice. This morning. Damn. So that was uh. That was something. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, I I remember I was starting to play. I was like, oh shit, can't wait to play Crash Two. And I already gotten all the achievements in Crash 2. And I was like, well, guess I got to play Crash 1 now. <laughs> and, and was it a pain in the ass? I mean, it was fine. It's yeah. uh, jumping from Crash 1 to Crash 3 after getting all the achievements in Crash 1 and then going straight to Crash 3 because I already played Crash 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's a big difference oh, in yeah. how they control. I'm sure. Uh, also, 3 is a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Don't let anyone tell you that Crash 1 is more difficult. Crash 3 is intense yeah that game will actually actively tries to trick you to do things it's wild Jesus. that's I, it i really gotta play it i, I want to go i want to go through them i played a little bit but i never really really went through and beat it because it's yeah. difficult it's yeah really the, difficult. the time trials are wild mm-hmm. um yeah we i i did buy it and then i probably played like a few levels and i was like i i just couldn't get into the controls at the time so i put it down I'll probably revisit before four comes out, though. I recommend yeah, it. Well, if you haven't, it's gonna it'll be my game, and then you can play it. There. We okay. Go. Well, I do. You know, I actually really love uh, Crash Tag Team Racing. Yeah, that's a classic. Would like a remake. Would like a remake of that one. I'm not talking about um, oh, Crash yeah. Racing, the regular one. I'm talking yeah. about the one where one character has a gun and the other one drives. Okay. Can oh, we get a remake of that, please? Thanks. Hey. Energy waves. I'm putting them out into the world. We're gonna get it. Crash Team Racing is the most intense racer I've ever played. <laughs> that game is fucking wild. Yeah. Do you know about the uh, like high level of that game? Well, no, you showed me, <laughs> but explain it for everybody. All right. So high level of that game is uh, when you drift like in Mario Kart, you get boost, right? All right. So the boost in this game. <laughs> uh, it gives you more boost time than it takes to get that boost. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you hit a boost pad also, it upgrades your boost to that. So you can have a boost pad boost for the entire race. And it's fucking wild. I explained that very poorly. For, uh, let's cut it all out. I didn't say anything. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Bad, bad podcasting right there. You're good. You just, you just crashed and burned, buddy. Ooh. Just kidding. I, you, you maybe want to play the game. <laughs> I want to play that game. I want to play. I own it for the GameCube. Uh, oh. I think I still have it. Would like I'm to go. Talking about Crash Team Racing. I don't know if Tag Team has that same mechanic. Maybe not. Maybe not. Now I look like a fool. Oh, but yeah, it's it's fucking wild. Like. Uh, there's a on the online for the new one. There's like thirty second DNF timer or 
not finishing when first player finishes. Mm -hmm. So after first person finishes, you have 30 seconds to finish the course. And consistently, every game, half of the people won't finish. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure it's like a lot of kids just like playing it and then like, yeah, what, what is normal, this person yeah. doing? Yeah. It's, it's wild. Um, what about you, Nathan? What have you been doing? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Fallout 76, which has a lot of updates. It's changed since it started. Uh, me and my girlfriend have been playing it. Lots of fun, really surprising how good it, I mean, it's a broken game. It's a glitchy mess, just like any other Bethesda game. But it's like really like solid, just fun exploring. It's like all the ex exploration parts of Fallout that I enjoy of just like hunting through things and searching yeah. through things. I really enjoyed Fallout 76. Yeah. Even before the Wastelander update. Yeah. I knew it was bad. It just, uh, there's some goofy stuff you could do with the numbers in that game yeah. that made it really fun to play. Yeah, I guess I feel like it just got too bad of a rap. I, don't, I even think on release it wasn't as bad as people were saying. Uh, it definitely wasn't like great, yeah. but it was something different. It wasn't what people were expecting. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I did play it when it came out. I didn't buy it. I only rented it, but it did feel super empty. I was just a little confused yeah, it's a by what they were trying to get at. And it's an MMO that doesn't really guide you. You kind of just start and you just go and do things. And yeah. it's not really like doesn't have a good idea of like, oh, what level you should be in certain areas. You kind of just have to figure it out for yourself. The, the problem is they want it to be uh, where the players populate the area, mm -hmm. but it only on a server max of 24 people. Yeah. And that is the map's way too big for those 24 people's camps yeah. to be like actually populating the area. Yeah, when you feel you feel lucky whenever you walk into somebody. Like I feel like PvP was supposed to be bigger, but like you don't run into enough people yeah. to really even do that. The um they got they got rid of the survival mode, right? For private servers? Yeah. yeah. That's a shame because I played the survival mode a lot and I really liked it. Mm -hmm. The thing with that was you can kill anybody, anybody can kill you. Mm -hmm. When you die, they drop half of their aid items at random yeah and half of their uh junk at random oh wow so like you can kill somebody you can get like 85 stem packs oh, wow. and it's like just wild and then you're set for yeah. a while and, like you dip out of that server and go to not pvp server. dang that's good yeah it's wild yeah. it was it was fun yeah uh, um i've also been listening to some music uh, i've been listening to uh, pine grove i don't know if you guys have heard of them they're kind of like an up-and-coming band right now. Um, they're like, um, they fit under like alternative country, which is what I'm kind of getting into. Alt country. Yeah, alt country. It's like uh, just very, like it sounds like country music, but it's really like solid and interesting. I'd recommend that to you guys, maybe at a later date. I'd, I'd recommend like just listening to a couple of their songs. I think it's really worth I'd it. File. Yeah, no, it's really solid. Um, I, I, it's making me want to get into that genre a little more. It's been up and coming a little. That's yeah. nice. It's always nice to find a new genre. Exactly. Yeah. And then you can really dig in uh, and move on from there. I like that. Might have to do that. Thanks for the recommendation. Yes. What about you? Uh, what have you been uh, consuming? Uh, well, I've been, you know, I've, I've been chowing down on some Outer Worlds. Uh, Outer Worlds. I'm oh, enjoying that game. The RPG? Yeah. I always get it mixed up with Outer Wilds. Actually, you know what? Which... And St. Joe is not going to be my game. Outer Wild is going to be my next game. That's a good one. That's That's a good you know, one. I actually, it's funny you said because I did start playing that also because of the Game Pass. I was playing both and Sea of Thieves. But the one I played oh. the most was Outer Worlds. Yeah. I, I'm, enjoy, I, you know, I'm enjoying all three of those games. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's... World. 
Colts is really good. Of I course, know. I haven't really put – I mean, I've been – you know, I played three games. I didn't really get to put much time into all of them. But, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I like Outer Worlds. I, it feels like a, a good Fallout game, and yeah. I, I like Fallout. It feels yeah. like the Fallout game that people wanted 76 to be. Like, it just feels yeah. like solid. I mean, it's made by the people that made New Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely has that feeling to it. Well, I think and it's quite good. I like the way it, uh, I like the way that decisions do kind of impact the game. Mm-hmm. Like if you kill, you can just kill everybody and you just get botched missions. There you go. Goodbye. But uh, another thing uh, I watched, I have to finish it, but I've been watching the Jaws movies. Really? Uh, yeah. With uh, GF and I watched Jaws 2 and Jaws 3. And uh, I think Jaws three. I think Jaws three is like a really funny movie. It's, Jaws, it's Jaws two is a competent movie. Really? It's really, it's actually very well made. Uh, very, you know, Spielberg knockoff, but like that, that's still, you know, fine. It's as a as a movie, it's still, it's watchable. I mean, it's it's well made. You know, a lot of the camera, actually, a lot of the camera work and a lot of the uh, cinematography is really nice, actually. Uh, that being said, though, it's not, like, essential. Like, you're watching and you're wondering why did they even make it. Oh, uh, but yeah. uh, it has some. It does have some funny parts in it, too. Like, uh, Jaws uh, accidentally, he blows up a boat. <laughs> and uh, our, our hero, Chief Brody, shoots a gun into the water at, at a uh, filled beach. And everyone thinks he's... <laughs> Everyone thinks he's some sort of he's gone crazy, and I mean it's basically about him kind of losing his mind. It is a little like as a the shark's hunting him again, right? Yeah, he see every nobody believes him that there's a shark, but yeah. there is of course, yeah. yeah. And yes, there is a shark. This time the shark's smarter. It's pulling all the strings. Okay. Oh, he's a puppeteering. <laughs> he's the puppeteer. Isn't that like the plot of Jaws? Four, where like it's not Brody's not even in it, and the shark is hunting down the family now. Like, yeah, yeah. So kids, it it gets like insane. Okay, so so three is about the younger son. He's older now, and he works at Sea World. Mm-hmm. Uh, what doesn't what sticks out like a sore thumb is why did Sea World <laughs> decide this would be a good idea to advertise <laughs> themselves? You know, come because literally, it's like it's like the worst theme park situation imaginable. I mean, they literally take a, a great white shark in as uh, you know part of their show, yeah. and they also literally like they have, so they have an underwater like tube that people can walk through. It literally gets like broken uh, into, and then they get like the all these like tourists get stuck in one of them. It's like for it's hours. Like a movie about Space Mountain burning down with people in it. Like it's just it's yeah. insane. And it uh for the most part I was kind of annoyed by it because the cinematography, you can't even see what's like happening. Yeah, because it's filmed in three D, right? It just looks Yeah. Like- the three D looks like like complete crap. But also like they sh- they're shooting on like a dark beach for a there's one oh, no. part it's like a oneer, a nice good old fashioned oneer. All darkness on the beach, so you just see their outlines as they talk, and it's just it's it's a bad movie. It's bad. Whereas Jaws two is like competent, and I would say worth checking out. Nothing important. Jaws three is like a complete dip in quality, just a total uh, B movie. And three or, or four, I have to watch. I, I'm still 
I uh, move. I have to move on to that one. But I do know that the shark follows Brody's widow because I think he's dead in this one to a, a whole new state. That's wild. <laughs> it, it's it's so stupid. I'm not even a big fan of the first Jaws movie, to be honest with you. No. Yeah, hot take. Hot oh, take. Guess. Yeah. I think that. Wow, wow, what? This is crazy. But the music is really bad. The music is, <laughs> what is so most bad. Famous for? Yes, the Jaws theme is good, but everything else is so poorly handled. I'm, like there's like I'm, a boat chase scene, and it's like the most happy, like gleeful music, and it's so it just takes I, me out of the movie. Yeah, uh, but I would say I say that I, I like that because it's very Spielberg. I mean, that's I guess you can say that John Williams that those like that score. Has pretty much run with him throughout his career. Yeah. Uh, so it stands out as a very, to me, I mean, even the score of Jaws to me sums up like the theme park experience because at, at Universal, I mean, you, you'll hear that as you enter. Yeah. Uh, and also kind of adventure, even if it's not like. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Fun. It's like a fun adventure. But I, I guess from Jaws, but I Jaws see, isn't I see a fun Jaws adventure as movie. a horror movie, to be honest. Like it's yeah. a, it's, it's not a scary movie, but the idea that it, what's going on is kind of scary. Yeah, I get you. I would just say... Like Jurassic Park, yeah. When I think, you know, like, early Spielberg especially, you think, like, I would say, like, a mixture of genres. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, Indiana Jones 2 has some horror stuff in it, but it's primarily an adventure movie. Yeah, like, yeah. like um, I never really considered, like, Jurassic Park, like, a horror movie mm-hmm. until somebody explicitly said to me, like, oh, yeah, it's a horror movie. I'm like... Oh. Oh shit! I guess yeah, it is kind of sci-fi horror. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. Another thing that makes like Spielberg so special is the way he handles all these genres. Yeah. And you can say like, oh yeah, Dress Park is an adventure movie. It's a horror movie, and you're not wrong. I mean, he, yeah. he the way he handles all of it is just. I mean, that's part of what makes him special. He's, you know, I I don't really have to explain what makes one of the most famous filmmakers of all time special. Mm-hmm. All right, but no. Let's uh let's go from good media to some bad media. Woo, bad media. Bad lead. media. Wait, wait a minute. We're, are we getting into the main three now? I yeah. think so. Yeah. Yeah. Are we ready? But it's watch, play, listen. That means Nathan's first. Yes. And that means we're not transitioning into bad media necessarily. So I don't. Not yet. Okay. Not, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I okay. I I have to start off with this. I need to recant something. I said my pick for movie, L.A. Story, was a 10 out of 10. And upon rewatch, I was wrong. <laughs> Still love the movie, but it has a lot of issues. Um, but I guess right now I'll just explain it and why I liked it. L.A. Story is a Steve Martin movie uh, from the early 90s. It's about um, Steve Martin's kind of a performance artist, weatherman. And it, it's more of like a look on early 90s L.A. life and him trying to find love in L.A., um, it's just a lot of funny gags strung together. And I think that's one of the things I like about it. It's a little all over the place. It's a lot of jokes just thrown at you, a lot of gags, and some don't work, but some have stuck with me my whole life. And I think that's why I picked it. Um, there's certain gags, like there's a, they get robbed in an ATM where they wait in line and then the robbers are waiting in line and then they meet up with each other. It's almost like it's, like normal in LA just to get robbed. I'm explaining the joke very <laughs> poorly, but it's really, really funny to me. Yeah, that was um, good. That was one of the better jokes. Exactly. I think like there's some really good gags. Uh, I picked it up from like a dollar bin at Walmart when I was a kid. 
And I guess it's just a movie that stuck with me for a long time. So I'm interested in hearing what you guys thought about it. All right, want me to go? I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it all that much. Mm -hmm. I thought there was the the bank, the, the ATM joke was good. Mm -hmm. And there was the joke, they're driving on the freeway. And I was like, wait a minute, what time is it? Oh, the shit. The <laughs> and then, like, they have to, like, load a gun. Mm -hmm. And they're all, like, everyone on the freeway is all shooting at each other. Yeah. Oh, that was goofy. It was, like Nathan said, it's a lot of goofy gags all strung together. Until the last 20 minutes where they try <laughs> to make you care about the characters. And you don't. And it tries to be a drama, and then there's, like, no more goofs. Yeah, I, th I think that's where the movie fails the most, is uh, I think Steve Martin hiring his then-wife to be the other romantic lead. And that whole plot line, just in the, especially in the end, feels like, oh, hey, I, I love my wife. Let me yeah. put it in a movie for you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. see, I didn't, I didn't know they were married while yeah, watching it. Time, yeah. But I just think it's weird that looking at the poster... Uh, I know I know Sarah Jessica Parker, I mean, is a famous, you know, movie star now that we know, like A-lister. Uh, I mean, we all know who she is, is what I'm trying to say. I don't know about A-lister, but uh, she's on the cover where it's really more about um, uh, the, the English lady yeah. as a romantic uh, yeah. partner. Oh, yeah, she's hardly in it. Yeah, she's more like she's a side the... character. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say that it's kind of like a love and lust thing. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker is like what he lusts for. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the English, uh, I forget her name. <laughs> I forget her name, but what's her name? Victoria Tennant. Okay. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Victoria. Victoria. She, yeah, she is, you know, a love. She's what he really needs. Uh, now, this movie was written by Steve Martin, and it's very kind of specific. It's obviously the L.A. – it's an L.A. story, so it's yeah. specific to the air. There's, like, kind of – there's some parts where you kind of, like, okay, inside gag. Um, Just L.A. people. But sure. I would say the inside gags kind of work because it's kind of mocking the upper, you know, the yuppie yeah. kind of L.A. lifestyle, uh, Hollywood big shot uh, <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah, like, um, don't uh... – don't fully understand what they're referencing like you get it just yeah, by them referencing it you get the idea. yeah and it's 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 definitely uh a, a, the epitome of like steve martin's sense of humor uh fast paced very wacky very it'll go in any direction kind of with a deadpan um yeah so, uh, you know look no yeah. i feel that like the the movie is such a weird tone in itself like it's it's so goofy but extremely extremely deadpan like uh except for the the, the except for a few jokes it really feels that way and it, and sometimes it almost feels it's so fast-paced that it feels kind of like a music video mm -hmm. um or something you would see in like a french like short film or something <laughs> like that no it reminds uh, me of like um like early like French comedies in a way. I feel like that's like a big influence on it. Definitely. And that's what I, I think I like the most about it. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there are even, even like scenes feel like they were like cut in half yeah. just because it fits the tempo, uh, which I, at the end, like even if that kind of takes away from characterization, 
or like understanding these characters a little deeper. Like you don't spend, you don't feel like you spend as much time with them. Yeah. I think it still fits the pacing of what the movie's trying to get at. For sure. And, and William, like you said, you know, the, the last 20 minutes, yeah. uh, I can, I see what you're, you're getting at. I, I didn't really, I didn't really care about the characters that much. You know, yeah. you feel like yeah. uh, Steve Martin is kind of like, I, I don't know. <laughs> He's just he's this guy. Yeah, yeah. He really got into Enya. Yeah, they, they, they. I guess Steve Martin, because he wrote it, thinks you would care more about the change of these characters, I yeah. guess, throughout the story. But like, they don't. Yeah, could really? you, it could probably be in part like I feel like um, it's a very personal movie. I feel like for Steve Martin, especially since he wrote it, that maybe in the end he thought you'd care more about the character. But he just cared about these oh, characters cause because it's more of it a is him. it's him. He cares about it because it's him yeah. and his wife. Exactly. And like I don't care <laughs> him or his wife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but see, I think what makes it work better is uh the direction and uh there is just a, a, a serene quality to it. I mean, the movie it's uh, like the main, you know, driving force of the plot is Steve Martin literally just talking to a billboard. Yeah. So you know you're not you're not supposed to take it too seriously. I mean, no. it's a it's a just this strange surreal visual gag, but it's what drives him. Uh I think Nathan you could since this is your pick, can you explain that part of the plot? Oh, the billboard. Oh, throughout the movie um there's a billboard on the side of the road that is talking to Steve Martin throughout the movie. Um, and it's just giving him like riddles and kind of life lessons, almost like like a like God or something. But it's reincarnated from a bagpipe, which shows you just like part of the goofy elements of this movie. Um, it, it's yeah, interesting. It adds like a supernatural element to it all. Like there's a scene where a car gets pushed literally by just random weather, and that goes into like a love scene. It's a silly movie. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I, I tend to enjoy silly movies. Yeah. Uh, I did enjoy this movie. I didn't, I didn't love it. Uh, but uh, I thought it's a, it's a, a pretty, uh, you know, a bright spot on Steve Martin's career. Definitely. Oh. Yeah. And, I, it, you know, I, all, all the gags don't necessarily work. No. <laughs> or like hit you. But like, even at the end, even if it doesn't work, you're like, oh, that was silly. That was kind of. That was yeah. quirky and fun. Yeah. It's an hour and a half, and it gave me some good laughs. And Richard E. Grant is in it, too. Yes. Richard E. Grant, he's great. No, Gotta he's love great. him. Every time he's in the movie, he gives it a, a nice, uh, there's a theatrical mm-hmm. yes. uh, essence to him. You just gotta, you gotta love that. Yeah. And, he made- and even if he's not as primary in this movie, I still, he still has that presence. Mm-hmm. Go watch uh, that Melissa McCarthy movie. That's my recommendation to everyone. It's a what's it what's it called? I am like blanking. It is killing me. One sec. Look, look it up. It's like it sorry to can sorry to bother you. Can you? What is it? Can you forgive me? Okay, yeah. Can you I, go watch it for for the performances? I would say the movie is kind of a eh, a little generic biopicy, but the performances are very good. Performance Underrated performances. I mean, I think, wasn't Richard E. Grant nominated for that? Or am I wrong? Yes, he was nominated. Yeah. It's funny, okay. so sorry to bother you, because I was sitting on the car right here. It's like, oh, that might be my pick for movie. Mm-hmm. But it's not. 
Okay. It's a good movie. Okay, I wasn't worrying. I haven't watched it in a while, but I want to rewatch it. Yeah. It's a weird movie. Pick... Oh, yeah, for sure. It's watch. a wacky one, folks. In fact, uh, uh, Boots Riley announced recently a, a new one coming out. Oh, oh exciting. Good. It's about like a eight-foot-tall man or something. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Isn't that a, I think it's a series or something. It probably is. I think it might be a series. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Really flesh out more of his ideas. I think, sorry to bother you. Sorry to change. We're changing the movie we're talking about. But sorry to bother you. I think my issue, like, it, it does feel very first movie. No. Uh, which is, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily, but sometimes you but just so cram in too many ideas. To go crazy on your first movie. And you definitely did, especially in those last, like, the third act of that yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, the third act. I mean, it goes nuts, which is fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I like the messages in that movie a lot. No, I think, like... There's um, a lot to say. Oh, yeah. I mean, politically, yeah. 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 The man's a communist. (laughs) Of course, he's got something to say. (laughs) Segway into... Well, my question is... Too bad it's watch Too bad it's Well, there is communists in... There are communists in... In L.A. story? I mean, I thought they were just, like, Hollywood liberals sipping their lattes. Holly weird. Oh, wait, are we, we're moving to the next thing. Oh, no, we're moving yes. to your game, Chris. Wait, but don't we have to, we have to do our final thoughts? Oh, final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> uh, it, personally, this is William's pick. I, I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Yeah. Is why wouldn't you watch it? Just in, if you could sum it up in one word for me. It's it's not that it's bad. Oh, one okay. That that's your word. What? Okay. Stinky. Just, uh, <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> okay, and that's you know yeah. You're right. All right, <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> oh wait, do I do my final thought next? Yeah, final yeah. thought. Go, Go for, for it. it. Final thought. Uh, one word. I... Oh jeez. Like, <laughs> I liked it. No, uh, I would, if I had to pick one word, silly. Okay, fast-paced kind of silliness reminds me of Zucker Brothers. Um, and in, in a Zucker Brothers movie, you don't care about the characters necessarily, but the situations. I will say, my favorite gag of the movie is when, uh, thing you know, they're they're you get a kind of a, a cut back and forth. Steve Martin is taking a shower. Uh, Victoria's taking a shower and then it just cuts to her playing a tuba and I love that that's a great gag in my opinion took me off guard and also I used to play tuba that's why I loved it nice. and uh, later on in the movie there is more tuba playing so there if we could do yeah, can we get more tuba in movies please more tuba representation please. it's just a perfect gag in my opinion in fact I was laughing there were some points where I was laughing pretty hard while watching this movie and by the end, I was wrapped up in kind of the the serenity of the film in the end, that end quality. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed it overall. I don't think it's a a, a great movie, but I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. You might hear dogs barking. There's some dogs barking. Would you, right uh, would you recommend people go out of their way to watch it? Check it out. If you like, if you like Steve Martin, watch it. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, for and sure. I think, I think a lot of people like Steve Martin. Uh, if you, I, I would say most people our age, 
uh, or younger know him f- because of uh, <laughs> Cheaper by the Dozen. Of course. Check out. Does that get recommended? Go watch The Jerk. Go watch uh, LA Story and go watch the ones in between. I'm not going to list off his whole IMDb. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Nathan, you finish yours off. Final thought. Final thought. It's nostalgic. Um, really, still like watch that movie and thoroughly enjoy it. Um, just a movie that brings me happiness. Yeah. Uh, not uh, coming back to it, definitely not one of my favorites. I would say is one of my favorites anymore but I still appreciate it. Like a good um, comfort movie. Exactly. It's a solid comfort movie. And I always think about the damn gag with Beethoven's balls. And it's not even that great of a joke, but when he's going through museum and he's like, Beethoven's balls, I always think about that. Beethoven's balls. Yeah. So if anything. Yeah. That's the name of the episode. Beethoven's, Beethoven's balls. Beethoven's balls. I think LA Story has a lot of those jokes uh, like an uncle would tell you. Oh, when you're yeah. younger, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Not a dad joke, but an uncle joke. That's yeah, a, yeah. Little, that's a whole other level. Where it's a little dirty and mm-hmm. like doesn't make sense. Yeah, but you laugh anyway. Yeah, yeah, because it had a dirty word in it. Sometimes, sometimes you have to fake the laugh for a little. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Well, yeah, you feel bad for your uncle. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uncle. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that, uncle. Oh, sorry about zooming your wife on her birthday. Oh, jeez. Okay. Do we, we're back to that. Look, I feel bad now. You're making, I was thinking about it a little more. You know how guilt comes in. Missing my aunt's surprise Zoom. Look, I'm sorry. I'll send you this episode when we're done with it, and I'll, you'll hear me saying sorry at the 40-minute mark. To her, okay? So, yeah. Two, three. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Beat <laughs> aunt. Docs. I'm not doxing here. I'm sorry. People are going to be Googling Aunt, <laughs> my Aunt Blank later on to find her if I said it out loud, but I'm not going to. Yeah, okay. It's, and it's going to be really easy if she has the same last name as you. She doesn't. Okay. Okay, good, good. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, though. I'm not going to say it. Okay. What's her mother's main name? Just, just for uh, <laughs> just, What was her high school mascot? Huh? What a birthday, what social security that? number. Let's go through the whole thing. An episode all about my aunt. Happy <laughs> birthday. She actually did text. I'm, I'm not joking. She did text me today saying she wants me to teach her how to podcast. So oh, oh well, yeah, we got the media boys on it. Yeah. Come on the show and oh, beep. Oh, I'm telling you, we get family members on the show to recommend us media. And oh. that would be nuts. I actually, I would love that. We do have an email. We do have an email. People could, if they want to, send, send audio them. of them recommending something, and we could play it on the show. I think that would be fun. Mediaboyspod at gmail.com. Yeah, and I'll probably post it um, somewhere and, like, add that, our email. I think I texted it to you guys. Oh, oh wait, so I also deleted Facebook. Uh, oh, you did ago. it? I did. Nice. In case you've been wondering why I haven't been, yeah. like, sharing any of the Media Boys I, stuff. I think I really want to, too. <laughs> um, it's funny you say that, William. Because I was literally thinking yesterday, I'm going to delete my Facebook tomorrow. Really? I didn't, but I, I didn't, thought about it. I didn't delete my Facebook. I just deleted it from my app. Oh. oh. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you didn't. <laughs> you yeah. can I still see it on your browser. I didn't take the... Oh, I don't use my computer for Facebook. Okay. Gotcha, King. Okay, let's get to let's the get next to thing. Game. Who uses the computer for Facebook anymore? <laughs> Years. Normal people. Yeah. Do they? I mean, I even 
Yeah. That, you, You'll catch Facebook on your computer at all. Yes. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Right. You'll catch you'll catch grandma using Facebook on her damn iPhone. What's with these oldsters and their damn technology nowadays? Right? What's up with their daughters and their birthdays? All right, that's too far. She's not that old. She's young and vibrant. She has a mom though, yeah. right? Yeah, she has a mom. Okay. And it should be I don't think she goes on I don't think my grandma goes on Facebook <laughs> on her phone, I'll be honest. It's a little rare. My grandparents do for sure. And if yeah, well, grandma and grandpa, I love you. <laughs> no, they don't. No, my grandparents would not go on Facebook. I'll tell you that right now. It's, it seems that seems weird, probably to a lot of people listening. But I'll tell you that right now. They they will not even look at a phone. I want to take a little bit of a break, and then we'll get back to you after these messages. We right, are <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Just gonna grab a soda. Okay, yeah, you're you're pretty good. Okay. Let's get right back into it. That never happens. No, yeah. It happened to me because uh, somebody couldn't get in the gate and my phone died. So I just lost my food. I got a refund on it. So, yeah. Oh, the life of a uh, food delivery man. Am I right? Yes. And we're back. I think that was just so I could give some context to the people as what we were talking about. Uh, It was food delivery, but we're not talking about, this is not a podcast about food delivery. No, this is media voice. Media. Mm-hmm. And let's get into the play. Sorry to cut you off. It's your game. I don't want you to introduce your own game and be like. And now it's <laughs> welcome back. And now it's time for me to talk about my game. It's better if someone else introduces you. Yes. Oh, you, you are one hundred percent correct. I'll tell you that because I need that little introduction so I can start my introduction, which is this. My choice was Eat Lead. Uh the return of Matt. Hazard. Now, Eat Lead, The Return of Matt Hazard. It's The Return of Matt Hazard. What else do I have to say? One of the most iconic video game characters of all time in this game. <laughs> okay? He's a new character uh, who is making fun of... So bad. Make, now, wait a minute. Don't <laughs> jump ahead. I'm trying to say Let's things. Let's introduce the game. I hated it. <laughs> shut, shut up! Okay. <laughs> An adult is speaking right now, okay? Okay. <laughs> now that I have silence, Eat Lead is about Matt Hazard, uh, his legacy. He's a, uh, a fictional character, a new character, but the joke in the game is that he has this big uh, legacy, and uh, the game is using that to make fun of game tropes, okay? And it's also kind of making fun of Duke Nukem. Okay, that's like the main thing. It's parodying. All right. And I say that because uh, on replay of this game... Oh, wait, actually, no, no, no. I have to get to the, the storyline. Sorry. I, I can't get to my opinion yet. All right, so Matt Hazard, we, we get this context of his legacy. And then uh, in this game, it turns out the game developer is trying to kill him. Can you believe that? Voiced by Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, so Neil Patrick Harris voices Wally Wallerson or whatever, the CEO of this gaming company. And guess who voices Matt Hazard? You're never going to believe this. Bo Jack Horseman himself, 
Uh, Job, Mr. Will Arnett. The king. Lego Batman himself. Mm-hmm. Lego Batman. You, and you may say, wow, you, it sounds like you have a lot of disdain for what you're talking about right now. And it's true, I do! <laughs> okay, this game, uh, this game kind of pissed me off. I beat it. I did not. Now, wait a minute. I beat this game. I played this game. Uh, this is why I picked this game. Okay, I played this game back in uh, whenever the hell. I think it was like high school. Uh, and I, it stood out to me. I, it's a game I wanted to play because anything that references itself stands out to me as something I want to check out. And at the time, I was like, I appreciate that it does it. I don't love the game itself. Don't really like the gameplay that much, but it, it's whatever. It's fine. It, it, it did stick in my brain for the next few years. And now cut to today, me recommending the game, playing through the whole damn thing. Okay, again, I, re- I played through the whole thing again. It was a mistake. And being not like usually, you know, some games over time, you know, oh, you know, I appreciate that more. This time around, I think I hated it more <laughs> than last time because a lot more stood out. Um, to me, this is a very bland game. Yeah, that's um, that's the big issue. It is boring. I kept getting lost. Yeah. Now, so many times where I just didn't know where to go. Yeah. The game. So the gameplay itself, it's a third-person action shooter. Okay. It uh, it, it's a lot like Gears of War trying mm-hmm. to be. But yes. Without the fun factor. So wait, it is like Gears of War. If Gears of War was like a thin piece of chicken and the only seasoning on there was like some salt and some pepper and that's all you got, okay? No, no Gears of War. <laughs> We're going to will our net. Gears of War, you can roll around. You can hide behind bunkers. It's fast paced. You move the camera quickly. Your character is a big, a big lumbering lug, but you move the way you move around, you can actually avoid getting yeah. shot, okay? Yeah. You don't just have to hide behind a barrier. And that's Gears of War. In, in Eat Lead, The Return of Mad Hazard, the only defense you have is hiding behind a barrier. That's it. You yeah. can't jump. You can't run. You can't roll. Mm-hmm. Also, the cover mechanic in that game sucks butt. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's better to not use cover, and you can shoot through walls, kind of. Yeah, you can shoot through. I, I kind of just started hitting people, and it worked just in a row. Like, it, it wasn't even that... It, like, I guess I didn't play it on a hard difficulty. I just played it on easy yeah. and kind of ran through it, which doesn't help. But, God, it was just killer. And you know what doesn't help is that it tries to be funny. It's that kind of funny where it's, like, trying <laughs> it's too trying hard. It's trying so fucking hard. I love the idea. I think it would be good if someone else handled it. Like, Double Fine yes. could pull this off really yeah. well, I think. Someone else could have pulled it off. There was... Yeah. Uh, there's... There's one funny joke that I liked in that in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. There's one joke I thought was funny, and there was one part of the game that I thought was actually interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, did anyone else find the, anything funny in that game at all? What, what, what did you find funny? Um, he's going through his past games, and he it says he's like, "Oh, it's kid-friendly water gun shooter," and uh, he doesn't say the name of it. It just says the name. Uh, S-O-A-K apostrophe E-N, right? I didn't think much of it until later in the game when uh, the new Patrick Harris hacks in enemies from your past game to come fight you. And they say, oh, it's our Sokum, the Sokum enemies, making fun of Soclom, U.S. Navy SEALs, the game. Yeah. 
Oh my god, I didn't even, I didn't think about that. I didn't yeah. get that joke. And but they that's say it like soak them. Mm-hmm. And like that's so, so it's so very specific to the time period. Yes, because yeah. talk about a game that doesn't exist anymore. A game series. And I don't think there was even any SOCOM games on the 360. No, that's a PlayStation the, franchise. Yeah, PlayStation yeah. 2. Yeah. And also, this was made in 2009, so the Xbox had already been out for what? Three years. Yeah. No, no, no. Four, four years. God. That's yeah, bad. it's... That's really bad. I think... So, you said... You mentioned the... the uh, villain, you know, he, uh, the villain brings back past characters, right? Uh, in terms of, like, referencing, I guess, a different type of game or, like, past games, that's really it. Uh, and you go through, there's, like, six or seven different characters you shoot, mm-hmm. you fight. Yep, that's it. And they, they all feel like, oh, the company was like, oh, we have all these uh, saved character uh, types. Why don't we just make a game where you fight those characters and that's like the, the big joke. That seems to be the main joke because uh, this game, all the levels are, you go through, I wrote down uh, the levels you go through. You go through a warehouse, an office building, a shipyard. At one point you're at the top of a building and it just goes on like that. Uh, very much the most generic like levels like yeah. settings you could pick that's like shitty about it because that's like the joke it's like oh the level design is boring it's like a modern game yeah. but that doesn't make your game good that just makes your game fucking fucking, boring. yeah <laughs> another thing that i really didn't like about this game is um you would like enter a room and you'd see the uh, scenery and it's like oh all these walls here this is where the fighting happens. I'm yeah. about to get in a fight. Yes. And it's like... Classic yeah. game design. Like, oh, that's a barricade. I know I'm going to get, get in a fight. Yeah. yeah. But, and, and the way the, the uh, AI spawn is so awkward at times. Like, like the, literally, you'll, there'll be a cutscene of you in an elevator. You exit the elevator and the camera is pointing in an opposite direction of where the villain is. So they shoot you and you're dead. I mean, I played yeah. this game... I played this game on, I guess, on medium difficulty, whatever the the second difficulty is. Yeah. Don't really know because they have different. It's like a. There's an what, major hazard. Like you want to play this game twice. Could you imagine playing this multiple times? <laughs> like, could you like like Chris? playing it twice? Like, yeah, somebody. Here. Yeah, this is my second time playing. Uh, that's another thing. The, the way the AI spawns is so stupid, and uh, the how fast you can die. Like I, I died so many uh, times just because I I had a my barrier so. In this game, the barriers get destroyed when the enemy shoot it. Barrier get destroyed. The the way the camera's pointed, I don't know that the barrier was just destroyed. I'm dead. Congrats, yeah. I'm dead. Uh, another thing about the, the, the design, too, Matt Hazard is oh. just a bald guy. What a boring character. Yeah, he's. I thought yeah. at the beginning of the game that he was going to switch different outfits depending on the area. Because I thought the first level, you're in a Chinese restaurant. And uh, and you got the suit on, and you look just like Hitman. You oh, look like Hitman. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this is making fun of Hitman. I, and then and then I thought, oh shit, could this game be like every level is like a different genre of game? And then an achievement popped of get ten headshots, and I looked at the achievements, 
and there's one get 50 headshots and there's one get 50 kills with different guns it's like oh no this is the whole game yeah this is it this is i've already played this and signed to play it again for seven more levels what you're describing before was a good game like that's an interesting idea because i didn't know it was bad before i played it right i didn't know it's kind of a cool idea it's a cool concept yeah and wouldn't it be cool like the timeline beginning has a list of all the games you went through all the different games like there was a kart racer section i know it's a lot to program but still when i I saw the different levels like there it it had video of like him eating people like a contra style I was like, oh, fucking red. Is there going to be, like, a Contra level? Yeah. And that would have been really cool. Uh, That's just my thoughts on uh, they should – if fucking – who made it? Also, did you notice they made their own fucking physics engine for this? Yeah, I know. Um, uh, I forget the name of the company, but they're defunct now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who It's it's, a lot of, like, ragdoll physics – Ragdoll, like when the character dies, they ragdoll, and I yeah. guess, I guess that's supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, but it's like yeah. not very funny ragdoll. No, it's not like. A I, I didn't expect. I didn't expect. I didn't like experience any like wacky glitches or anything. No, it's I, pretty solid. Yeah, I I didn't have any issues. It's like a technically proficient game. It's just the problem is it's just super boring. It is, and boring. and that's also because. A big part of it being boring is not only is the level design you run through an area and then run through the area again, and it's like a warehouse, there's no variation. The only, you, there's like two levels that are slightly different from what you regularly experience. Yeah. There's a level where you have to, uh, to protect a wizard with a sniper. Yeah. Awful. Awful, by the way. I hated it. And there was some other thing. I, I, I completely forget. It was like, oh, like bosses, I guess. Like, I mean, I I'm thinking back on it. There's only uh, two bosses I can think of that weren't just like a quick time event. Yeah, I thought that was such a cop. Oh, yeah, the quick time events. That's another thing. Awful. Some of the worst quick time events oh, ever yeah. put in a game. Yes. It makes it makes no sense, and I guess that's part of the joke. Is but quick time events in games? But like a bad joke. A bad self-referential joke like that is not fun to play. I mean, you can make a movie out of this. Yeah, that's the, maybe that's the thing. Like, it's funny, like maybe in movie form, yeah. but like making fun of bad video games and playing it, it just is a bad video. It, game. it would be different if the first boss you fight was a quick time event, and that was it. Yeah, right. Like if it was just a one and done quick time event, but you keep doing it mm-hmm. over and over to the villain of inside the game, not the Neil Patrick Harris, but the villain who's just Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to pretend. Uh, he's press X like once or twice, and that's the quick time event. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another thing, the Arnold Arnie thing. You know, a lot of 80s references, because they're referencing Duke Nukem, they are. and I think that's even worse nowadays, because <laughs> nobody cares about Duke Nukem anymore. Oh. And, I think- and I mean, that is part of the joke. I don't think... Like, in the game, it seems like people are getting over Matt Hazard. Yeah. Right? But it's but that's not really... That's not driven home well enough. Yeah. No. Like, you can make a joke, like a BoJack Horseman type of thing. You could do that in a game form. Yeah. With, like, a Duke Dukem type, and that would be totally fine because it's accurate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this seems to be a type of thing where it's like, hey, Duke Nukem Forever is taking so long. 
Yeah, let's give him this. But like the thing is, there there's even a joke at the end that was like, oh, don't worry, that game will never come out. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a joke about Duke Nukem forever. Yeah. But like, I think Duke Nukem as a character is a better parody of something. I mean, it's a parody of yeah. '80s machismo action. That character. This is like. Parody. Yeah, it was a parody in the '90s. Like it was already. It's like overblown, crazy. You yeah. know what I mean. It's like scary movie making fun of Scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But like, but the thing is, um, if Duke Nukem is like the summary of 80s action and Matt Hazard is the summary of 2000s action, I mean, <laughs> look what you got with Duke Nukem. It's, it's just, I, in my opinion, better. I mean, that's, that's fun to play. It's, it's yeah. over the top. Yeah. Matt Hazard is under the top. Like, he's not even beyond the top. It's, it's like... It's so... <laughs> There's, there's nothing. Well, there's one thing that I thought was interesting about the game, but like gameplay wise, there's like nothing. It's bland. It's boring. Yeah, it's trash. I'm gonna get to that thing that I think is interesting. There's yeah. one boss fight in that game. That I thought was a cool concept. If it would have been in any other game, mm-hmm. any other third person cover based shooter, I guess. Yeah, which is the type of game. Um, towards the end, you fight a boss who is a character hacked in from another game who is an RPG hero. And in that boss fight, uh, he's just big and stands in the center of the room, and he selects attacks from, from a menu. It's all in Japanese, so you don't know what the attacks do until like you understand what yeah. each of the attacks does when he selects it. His health bar and a mana bar. And when he uses attacks, he uses mana and you shoot him for health. You shoot him and he, his health bar drains. I think it's interesting to have that mashup of games that actually, like, was something instead of just... We're, mashing, we're bringing characters from your old games. It's still a cover-based shooter. They don't act any different. They don't act like them in their game. Yeah. They act like just every other enemy. This was the only instance, really, where it's like... This enemy acts like they're from that game that's a different genre than your game. And I thought that... I, was- I'll add to that. I, I actually... That boss fight is the only interesting one. Yes. The only, the only neat idea. But uh, actually, the Wolfenstein guys. Oh, that's right. The Wolfenstein guys. There was a little Wolfenstein segment. That, that is the only part where, like, the area changes to, like, a, an actual game. Like, an actual type of game. A different... Well, not different genre necessarily, but like feel more, a little bit more inspired. It becomes like a Wolfenstein area, and that's fun. That's like I don't like those villains. I, I hate those enemies. In fact, they're annoying because like they don't die. Like it's like shooting paper, and they they become like Paper Mario flat when you shoot them. And you so you have to just stand there and keep shooting them. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the parts of the game. Was like, oh, this is actually kind of inspired. Yeah. This this is actually something. Yeah, I, instead of just nothing for eight hours. I guess something was bound the stick once. Right, and the thing is, when you actually, I recall going into that Duke Nukem, uh, not the Duke Nukem, the uh, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein area, and it being like Wolfenstein had the walls all eight bit and stuff, and I was like, oh, this is rad. Finally, some sort of change in scenery that's like a different game. It only lasts for one hallway, and you never go back there. The enemy. Now I have a question. Huh? I have a question. Would you rather play this or Duke Nukem Forever again? 
I've never played Duke Nukem Forever. I played the demo for Duke Nukem Forever, and I'd rather play the demo for Duke Nukem Forever than yeah. Oh, I agree. That's short. It ends. I played Duke Nukem <laughs> Forever. I, I I like it enough. It's it's not a great game, but I think I'd prefer yeah. to play I, that over. Yeah, I'd prefer sure. to play that. Like, I'd prefer to play a shitty first person shooter yeah. than a shitty third person shooter that has cover mechanics. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I I can yeah, totally get that. And I feel like Duke Nukem, no matter how like unfunny that character can be, it's at least funnier than Matt Hazard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, because you know what it's parody. You could put Will Arnett as the voice of a character, and if it's not written well, he can't do anything yeah. with it. Yeah, because like Duke Nukem, at least you can like point out something. It's like, oh, he's making fun of Arnie, <laughs> you know? He's making fun of that type of thing. Yeah. Matt Hazard, it's like, okay, so he's just just a bland, generic action hero. That's it. Yeah. Or wait, he's making fun of Duke Nukem, even though this character is like an extremely underwritten parody of something of something that's so established. Yes. And that's another thing about Duke Nukem Forever. That game, that I mean, that game sucks in my opinion. It's it's uh, bad. It's a poorly made game. Is but that um, your game is that my game that for the next pick? No, is that what you're saying? You're picking game. I'm picking game. Is that gonna be your game? No way. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. Let's not get too ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. We're not spoiling. It could be. Don't s- don't spoil your uh, Duke Nukem Forever pick. Okay, come on. Well, your load, yeah. <laughs> but final thoughts. I guess we already pretty much summed it up but do you have anything else to say i think this game might have ruined video games for me for a little bit i've been struggling to find something fun to play since (laughs) i had beaten this game but you've been playing crash but like i've gotten almost no enjoyment out of it like i've gotten all the achievements and i just oh jeez something i think i don't this game has ruined me from video games for a little bit william william when we say consumed content you're not supposed to actually just force feed it okay you gotta enjoy it. media boys enjoy their media consume it <laughs> can you taste it consume oh my god but, uh, i guess i'll say my final thoughts i uh, uh this was not a game worth revisiting i mean you might look at a few images from this game and think oh that looks kind of fun i mean looks like there's a lot of variety in enemies they all act the same pretty much they're all yeah every just, different enemy it just has a different gun yeah it's literally just shoot you they okay. run at you shooting. There's one that always runs behind your cover and starts shooting you, uh, but all of them just start shooting and shooting and shooting mm-hmm. and just running around. And it is not a fun game to play in the slightest. And at the end, unless you're an achievement hound, I mean, these achievements aren't too hard to get. No, but really oh, at the end, like 250 gamers score pops, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but at the end of the game, you feel nothing and you feel empty on the inside, but it's only seven hours. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they leave. I know there is a sequel, but they leave room open for a sequel, <laughs> which was wild to me. Yeah, they really at thought the they end had they're something. like the end question mark, and like one of the villains like walks out of the screen laughing, uh, and like <laughs> it's like fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. So the so the sequel is a side-scrolling game, no voice acting. Couldn't get Will Arnett back. Clearly, I bet it's better. I'm sure it is. It's it, it's, it's not good. I'll tell you what, it's you know? way too it's way too annoyingly difficult. I played it. Okay. I played it. I played it. I'm a Matt Hazard stan. Okay. I I, <laughs> completionist. Okay. Now hear me I, out. I remember starting up Matt Hazard and I remember texting the group chat, Chris, have you played this game? And you're like, Oh yeah, I have. It's like 
why? It's like, I didn't recommend it because it was good. It's like, wow, this yeah. sucks. Well, yeah, you think I wanted us to suffer. No, I would play a Matt Hazard game if they did a new one. I know this sounds stupid. I would, yeah, I would just I have would. to see. Uh, I guess my final thoughts, not good. I feel like, not very I feel good. like the Kinda idea, boring. they had it. They had it in their hands with the idea of this game. They had it um, in their grasp. They had it. And then they finished the opening cutscene and didn't know what to do with the rest of the game. It, it feels rushed in a way. It feels like they had so many ideas, but just like didn't know how to be creative. They didn't have enough creative force behind yeah. it. Uh, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you guys something, and you're, you're gonna be shocked to hear this. But uh, I'm pulling up Wikipedia right now just to remind myself what it was. It won an award. Okay, I think it was like an MTV. Okay, wait, here we go. Best comedy game. Eat, yeah. eat, led, not eat, received a nomination in the 2009 Spike Video Game Awards under the category for best cast and won the award for best comedy game. What beat it for best what, cast? What came out in 2009? Comedy Apparently, games? nothing came out in 2009 because uh, <laughs> this game. I don't even know if I can consider it really a comedy. It's not that. It's yeah, not, not like funny. there's not enough gags in this game to really be considered a comedy. I mean, like you look at something like Deadpool, like how meta and like third person that gets. Jake Gyllenhaal presented that year. <laughs> Oh my god! Fuck. Wait, wait, wait! What what did it beat for best comedy? That's what I um I want to see like best cast, best performance by human female Megan Fox in Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Brutal Legends, a comedy game. Yeah, that best, came out that best year. Best voice, Jack Black. I think Brutal Legend is actually better. It doesn't have like the gonna... nominations, but I feel like Brutal Legends is like a better comedy. It is game. definitely better comedy. Fuck the art! The art direction in that game is really good too. How um, just a lot of the scenery is just metal album covers. Yeah, it, I, I don't know. I love that. Game. It's just a really like well stylized game. Double the, Fine, double, a company double, that would have made Matt Hazard done it right. better. Yeah, and fuck, dude. That uh, okay. Game recommendations are coming. Are flowing. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be one problem. No, that's been this whole like past couple weeks for me. I've been listening and thinking about things like, oh, I want to recommend that. I want to recommend that. We'll so. have to play the versus mode. The versus mode in Brutal Legend is the only other than uh, what's that GameCube game? Uh, Battalion Wars. Mm-hmm. Other than Battalion Wars, it's the only RTS I enjoy playing. Yeah. No, I'm down to try. Mm. All right. Well, William. Go ahead and take it over. Let's move on. Speaking oh, of yeah, music, that's right. There's still some more. Yeah. Album time. Music, the good one. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, LA Story. But move over because we got Ramshackle Glory's Live the Dream album by Ramshackle Glory, frontman Pat the Bunny. Other things he's in is Pat the Bunny, Johnny Hobo and the Freight Trains. Uh, yeah. It's great. Love the what, album. What genre of music is this? Very folky, very punk, folk mm-hmm. punk, I guess. I don't know. People don't really like to consider, call it folk punk. Yeah, I mean, like, so genre-wise, you look it up, it's folk punk. But to me, it sounds more like Americana, Americana. in a way. Yeah. Uh, it, like, folk punk, I think AJJ, and I think this sounds really different this than AJJ. This is AJJ. different, yeah. yeah. It's still, yeah, very, uh, it's like, Kind Very li- lyrically heavy, opposed yes. to a lot of uh, instruments. Just like 
there's cool instruments in there. There's like banjos. Oh and shit. yeah, no, like, I think instrumentally it's really cool. Yeah, it's good. Now this is a live album, right? I believe so. It is. Yeah, I, I, I think, think, but it doesn't sound live. It doesn't sound live. Yeah, I think it's recorded real time, like in a studio, probably. Probably, yeah. Huh. I, I it said on. I think it said on Wikipedia this is live, which makes the album title kind of like a live a double dream. entendre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 They're living the dream. They're they're live, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it's also an ironic title. This this Pat the Bunny does not seem to be living the dream. Not living no. the dream. <laughs> but he he seems to be living in an American nightmare. Okay, and he's not even Alan Wake. Very uh, anti. This album's themes are like very anti-government. Mm-hmm. Very um. Anarchist. Anarchist, yeah. yeah. Very uh, nihilistic also. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, but then I guess it turns up in the end. Yeah, I think that's what I was, appreciate uh, the most about it. Like it's yeah, so, the song. Yeah. About, I, about helping people. Mm-hmm. Also a lot of uh, good, like helping people. Yeah. Your community. Uh-huh. Very big on that. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. I think there's positives that you can pull from this album. I think like what I like uh, appreciated about the most, it feels like a diary from Pat the Bunny about some of the negatives in his life. And it's very raw and very like, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I want to say. I've, I've been through some shit, but also let me tell you about some good things that I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's what I really like about it. Very, very, yeah. you understand Pat the Bunny in this album. Yeah, uh, this is, this came out in 2011, mm-hmm. but it, feels like very timely yeah uh i think i think he pretty much sums up the feelings of like i guess just people right now yeah. i guess and also like uh i'd say the younger generation um just a need for change really an actual change or else if, if things don't change you're not gonna pay attention to things going on and you're just gonna lose all hope i mean that's pretty much it i mean he makes an argument, basically, don't pay attention to the election. <laughs> don't even vote, really, because it's the, the way it's going to end up, it's just going to be some, uh, some pedophile capitalist. I mean, this is, uh, I, that's what, what I liked about it the most. I mean, it, it really uh, it feels very timely. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I, it was even to the point where I was listening to the album, and I had to double take on the year it came out because yeah. he was saying some things i was like oh what the fuck? and i looked at it 2011 it's like really wow this feels yeah. right there's some there's some uh lyrics that really stick out to me mm-hmm. like um uh, no one's gonna stop you from dying young miserable and right uh-huh it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but what i like about it is he even points out how nihilistic he, he is, is because he's even like the world doesn't need more motherfuckers like me. Yeah. And that, when he said that, I was like, Oh, Oh my God. That yeah. like, he, it, I think that's what I like about it. It's like the mix of like, he's self-aware at yeah. the same time as he's saying, he, he knows, he knows his, his lyrics are idealist of the situation, yeah. but he knows that he himself can't be that and he's bullshitting himself yes with his own ideas god it's it's powerful stuff i i for the listeners this is definitely like it's one to try out i think it's important and i think like even if you can't get through like these dark lyrics i think what i love about it is you get to the end of the album first song part two 
it's like a very positive outlook after all this like darkness and it's like i i got i'm done with drugs we're moving on i'm becoming a different person i think it's i think it's in the first song first song part one Mm -hmm. uh where it talks about shooting heroin while listening to a straight edge band Mm -hmm. uh minor threat uh they're they're known for uh underage people that people would come to their shows mm-hmm. and uh that's what started the x's on hands at yeah. shows for people under 21 yeah it's because uh minor threat straight edge band wanted straight edge kids to come see their shows not going to drink and they don't want to they just want to go see the punk show yeah but he sings about he's singing along to minor threat being anti-drug while shooting heroin yeah that's how it starts out and then uh at the end he's fucking like i'm a year sober now and mm-hmm. fucking things are Things are going up. Yeah, it's it kind of. I would say a big a big theme is uh, even if the world is falling apart, you can still make yourself better. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't have you don't have to. You really don't have to know everything that's going on. It 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 affects us all. I mean, especially right now, uh, there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Uh, but like at the end of the day, you still can better yourself. Yeah, uh, you can try. You can you can do what you can. And bettering um, yourself does change the world a little bit, right? Yeah. There's yeah. like a lyric that like everybody does change the world a little bit in increments. Yeah, and that, yeah, that's kind of like yeah. an outlook thing too. I mean, if you if you uh, I don't know change yourself, you'll feel better. Yeah, <laughs> and you might be able to handle everything better too. Yeah. It's true. I, it does end with a positive message. I, I listen to be, I only listen to it, but I kind of went around it a bit. Like later on, you know, I would like, yeah. you get a general idea of what the whole album is going to be from one song. It yeah. generally runs through that. And I, I would say I really like the folk elements of this album a lot. Yes. Yeah. There's certain songs that um, I really enjoy that just have like, there's moments where it's really just an instrumental going, and mm-hmm. it's really solid. Like, I, I do enjoy the um, folky elements of it. What's, uh, what's everyone's favorite song from it? One sec, let me... That's a good question, William. I, I don't think I've listened to it enough to say. I, I know my favorite song. My, yeah. uh, it's probably... It's one of the few songs that I enjoy that's on the longer end of songs. From Here to Utopia, I think it's, like, almost six minutes. How long yeah. is From Here to Utopia? Oh, uh, let me see. I have to open it really quickly. Look that up. Six minutes. Wait, I got okay. six minutes, forty seconds. It's yeah. that's probably the longest song I enjoy. I don't really enjoy songs that last longer than three minutes. Yeah. Or oh, when they hit the four minute mark, I'm like, okay, I, I get it. Yeah. And none of the other songs really do that. On no, they're, they're pretty short. really short. Yeah. Except for From Here to Utopia, which might be one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah. It's a really, that's one of my favorites. I think the one I like the most is Your Heart is the Muscle, um, oh. the size of your fist. That yeah, one, like, that one's fucking great. I've listened to that one about like three times now, but that is a song that I've actually had on replay. That's the one I keep coming back It to. gets you, that one. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that, that one's one, uh... powerful. And that's the second to last song. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, really solid stuff. What about you, Chris? Uh, well, like I said, I, I did only listen to the album once, but... I mean, like, even looking at it, I was trying to figure out what my favorite song was. Uh, I, it's hard, it's hard to say, because, I mean, once you listen to an album once, you can't necessarily yeah. Yeah. You don't really pick your hard choice. I, I like um, more about alcoholism, uh, gotcha. first song, 
It's a very uh, good first song. Like yeah. of ballots and barricades. Uh, yeah, ballots and barricades. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I I I'd probably listen to this again. So yeah, <laughs> a good pick. I'm probably gonna recommend more from him later. Yeah, on. it's it I it do do most of his albums kind of have that like raw lo-fi uh, aesthetic. Yeah, there's like a um Path the Bunny, I think. Under his name, Pat the Bunny, not Ram Jack of Glory. It's a lot more like, um, it's like just him. It's like a lot more of the slower songs, kind of. Yeah. But there's a lot more of, uh, there's a lot, uh, like, more messages about, like, him being sober now. And yeah. After so many years. Yeah, I think, like, I, I, I want to listen to that because I would appreciate that. Because I, I think when I enjoyed the most is Pat the Bunny's lyricism. Oh, I yeah. love to hear him just talk. Like, oh, yeah. kind of like, that's why I, lo- I love artists like that, like Sun Kill Moon, where it's just like a guy just going off, just talking, talking. about his feelings. And it's very, like, Raw. no symbolism, no nothing. Just this is what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I enjoyed about it. Yeah. yeah I, I, I kind of have a hard time getting into Sun Kill Moon. A little. I'm gonna recommend. Just because so, today? No, not uh, today. I have video, oh, video Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll just say it. I'll say it because I think Sun Moon depresses me too much. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I, I think I like his, depressing ass music. His uh, that's the thing. Uh, there's like there's there's sadness in Pat the Bunny's yeah. lyrics and stuff, but uh, a lot of the songs he sounds more angry about yeah. things than. It's more of like a visceral. Yeah. Yeah. Than um, than just being depressed about it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, I would say relevant to today that anger. I mean, yeah. uh, it's described as, I guess, anarcho folk. Sometimes I, I see anarcho punk. I don't really. It's another band. Gotcha. Maybe that aspect I don't really like as much because in anarchy, a lot of the times it's uh, just. I guess big time, more mostly nihilism, but I think this album also makes a call for actually helping and giving back to your community. Yeah. Uh, amongst all the, uh, I guess, acid, you know, that it's, runs throughout uh, negative thoughts and things like that. But at yeah. the end of the day, I mean, you can, you can give back, you can do something. That's a big part of the album too. Has this, um, has this been going on for like two hours almost, this podcast? Hour and a half. Oh, that's a long one. But yeah. with the with the break in the middle, and then also we started recording like three minutes, four minutes in. But we can go into final thoughts now, if if everybody's yeah. good. Love it. Love this album. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, almost almost every album. I, I I just love Pat the Bunny. I think he's a great artist. Yeah. Um, I want to say like thank you for recommending this album. It's probably something I wouldn't have picked up and listened to on my own. Listening to it now. Oops. I really enjoy it. I think it's very, like, I, I think Pat the Bunny is very charismatic, and I'd love to actually see more from him. Yes. So, introduced to a new artist. I'll, I'll be listening to this one a lot more. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Yeah. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, I would have to listen to it again, for sure. Um, but I would, I would, it, I think it's kind of, you know, opened a door where maybe I want to listen to more music, kind of like this. I, I think this type of, like, this side of like the punk genre maybe yeah. if you're going to use punk as a term yeah. or folk uh I, don't, I haven't explored as much yeah. in fact lately i haven't been exploring many genres yeah. but i 
Uh, you know, I just I guess I have to because I like this. Uh, we got a, on this podcast. Yeah, and that's what we're gonna do. Okay, good. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I'm glad you're happy. Yeah, we're all happy media. Boys. Um, best media of the week. I I didn't have to go with Liquid Dream. That's just my thoughts. I'm also. Well, I'm not going to go based off of best necessarily, but maybe the one that, you know, maybe I would consider revisiting sooner to get a certain mood. And I would probably say LA story. Uh, okay. I'm going eat lead. Eat lead. Really? Best no, uh-uh. You're not. Stand you're up. not doing it. Uh, <laughs> oh, you little bastard. I'm going live the dream. Yeah. Sorry. I, I love LA Sorry, story Chris. very much, but I feel no, like. No, it's fine. You can, have diff- you can have a different take. Yeah. Well, no, I feel like Live the Dream is, like, something I would be going back to soon. Yeah. No, I'm, so I, I'm picking mine based off of uh, just, like, because, you know, times are tough. I hate to say that. Yeah. I hate to say that. But I sound like a, a, you know, a cliche when I say that. It's true. And you kind of want to watch something that would help you escape. And I'm just looking at it from an escapist point of view. An L.A. story is definitely like an escape movie, for sure. I think Live the Dream sums up the times. L.A. story is an escapist situation. Like, quite literally. I mean, it's a very kind of surreal, dream-like film. Yeah. I'd go back and visit that soon. Even though it's... I mean, I probably won't actually do that. (laughs) But I'd probably be like to someone, Hey, you've never seen this movie? Let's watch it. Yeah. Let's check it out. Whereas I'm not going to, I might, I You're probably won't be in the car with that. someone no. and be like, Hey, want to listen to this album that I like? Let's check it out. And we're just like driving along. Enjoy this one. <laughs> yeah. Not happening. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's my pick. Cool. All right, guys. Well, let's move on. What are we recommending next week? So everybody can follow along and enjoy it with us. I'm going to recommend the movie. Watch. 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 Yeah. In Bruges. In Bruges. Which I've never seen. So. I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh-oh. And I'm worried that we just lost Chris. There we go. Chris is back. Okay. Hey. I'm going to repeat what I said. All Your right. internet connection is unstable. It's what my <laughs> laptop oh, just told me. We got to get out of this. But I've actually recorded a podcast for In Bruges before. So oh. I'm going to know what I'm talking about. All right. I better. I haven't seen Talking talkies. a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you, Nathan? Uh, I'm going to recommend, I'm going to go with my guy, um, Bully, uh, the Rockstar Open World School game. I think it's a rad game. Uh, and then we have it on 360, which is Scholarship Edition, which is the best version of that game. So it'll cool. be good. Yeah. And what about you, Chris? Perfect. My choice is Lifelong Vacation by the Sloppy Boys. Oh, the sloppy the boys. Sloppy boys. Yep. It is a comedy. It's probably, so it's the sloppy boys is a small group of guys from a bigger group called the birthday boys. Oh, yeah, I heard you talk about them. So it is a, it is a silly comedy album. I'm re- recommending another uh, funny media. And hey, cool. A, a comedy, a comedia. Let's just say that. Okay. Listen to, I'm not going to say anything else because we have to record an episode about it. Yep. But that's my pick. Slo- Lifelong Vacation by the Sloppy Boys. And they follow me on Instagram. So we might have to get the Sloppy Boys bump 
right? Yeah, I'm not picking it because of that. I'm picking it because I like the album a lot. Are the boys following you on Instagram? They do. They do. Out of nowhere. They're actually my 69th follower. So I think that's why they followed me. Nice. And it's a private account. So there's there's people that want to follow me. I just ignore it. But Sloppy Boys, I had to let them follow, you, uh, follow me. Do you, post, uh, do you post this podcast on your Instagram? I post it on my Chris Show Mealy account, actually. But I, I could. I mean, that'd probably be a good idea. I don't, I don't have that many followers on purpose. I, I don't want that many followers. But uh, I guess I, I probably should. Yeah. Maybe the Sloppy Boys give, will give the sloppy, retweet it. Yeah, give the Sloppy Boys a shout-out. Be like, talking about you next week on the Media Boys. Maybe they'll give it a like. Maybe they'll give it a comment. Yes. Give one comment from the Sloppy Boys. Yes. From the Sloppy Boys to the Media Boys, we welcome you. Okay, please. Former birthday boys. A lot of boys. A lot of boys. Speaking of, go wish your on happy birthday, dude. Yeah, get in on that. I call. did. I did. I think it's over by now. I, I don't know. It sounded like they have a rough time with these calls. You might be able to get right in yeah, on it. Yeah, you might be able to help them. And one hour in, they got a bunch of old Italians to learn how to use Zoom. I don't know. I don't know about an hour. It might take like three hours. Maybe. Which is the length of this podcast. Woo! Oh. Hey, what are you, Matt Hazard? You're being a little meta. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, and I think I think that's where we should end the program. <laughs> Every time I want to call him Max Headroom. <laughs> I hate it. I, I I guess Matt Hazard, they literally looked at the word Max Hazard, maybe, and were like, how about we make it Max? And that's funny. All right, guys. And then there's the educational game he made, Math Hazard, which uh, should have been in there, but yeah. it wasn't. I'm writing your game for you, fucking whatever company started with a V. That doesn't exist anymore. I would love to shoot some numbers. I agree with I think, you. I think we have made the most recent Math Hazard media, so I think we own the rights to him now. Will Arnett. Yeah. Will Arnett hit us up. NPA. I mean... Nobody has talked about Matt Hazard since 2009, so you might yeah. be right. When you recommended Matt Hazard, I was like, I haven't thought about that since freshman year of high school. When you recommended Matt Hazard, and it was called The Return of Matt Hazard, I was like, why have I never fucking heard of this guy before? <laughs> <laughs> why have I never heard of this? And I tried to look it up, and I couldn't find dick about him, like, past games. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's the joke, huh? Uh, yeah, that's you fucking so got- funny. think you're funny, Matt Hazard? Yes, he does think he's funny. He really does. Yeah. I like how at the beginning of the game, he would talk about whenever you got an achievement, he'd be like, oh, that's an achievement. Look at me. But, like, he stopped doing it after, like, the first level. Yeah. Like, he didn't keep saying that you unlocked achievements. But that was weird. Yeah. What a freak. Inconsistent. Big time loser. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess that's the end of the podcast. Yep. Bye, everybody. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, have a good night. The email again is... MediaBoysPod at gmail.com. Send us in some voice of you recommending something, and maybe we'll do it on a later show. MediaBoysPod at gmail.com. And we might, we might have to make a Twitter or something because we do want some more interactivity. We would like to hear people's recommendations so that maybe one day we could do a random a roulette of other people's choices that we have to do ourselves. Break up everything, nice. do new episodes every once in a while. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyway, for the Media Boys, I'm Chris Show Mealy. I'm Nathan Cohn. And I'm William Doyle. Thanks for uh... we'll s- Oh, oh you say you're ending. Do you do it. <laughs>
Okay, I said we're gonna see them next time. See you. See you next time. See you next. Damn it. Just end the damn thing.